to the Horrors and Hexes podcast. My name is Shelby. I'm Vincent. And today we have some fun little monster spirits to talk about. We've got some holiday spirits. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've well, got a holiday really. spirit. <laughs> it's holiday-ish. It's wintry. It's cold. It's true. Um... We are going to be talking about some creatures that are said to live in, like, the northern foresty region of um, North America and the United States, um, specifically, mm-hmm. like, northern U.S. and Canada. Um, around, Not northern Canada? No. Like, lower Canada. Like, right on the border. Literally um, the Great Lakes. Mm-hmm. And Minnesota. Minnesota. Um, what are these creatures? That's it. There's just like a couple of guys who like who don't like the sun too much. Do they not like the sun? It's uh dependent. They they often have different uh, interpretations. So we're talking about Wendigos or Windigos or like Wedigos or Wintagagos. Yeah, there's a lot of names. There's like forty names for them, and they're, they're all, all just correct. pronunciations of. And translations yeah. of older names. But they come from Algonquin folklore, um, which is like a conglomerate of Indian tribes, um, oh, really? Native American tribes. Because there's like, and then the legends vary depending on which tribe you're talking to. So it's like the Algonquin culture, which is a bunch of different tribes. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I always uh, think of, like, old cartoons when I hear, like, Algonquin, and I think of, like, people who are in, like, moose heads and, like, in, like, a mm. secret club. Yeah. I don't think that's what it actually is, though. So. I think it's more Native American-y. <laughs> the Wendigos are either, like, a monster that has... Hi, Mamo. Hi. Mamo no. jumped up directly onto her lap. They're either monsters that have human characteristics or they're like a spirit that's possessing an actual human body. Mm-hmm. So either way, they're kind of human-like in their appearance. Their appearance is also very widely. So most of them are very gaunt with stretched skin, often up to being like 15 feet tall, definitely taller than your average person, like normally at least 10 feet to 15 um, they're very big, and they can have exposed, like, rotting flesh. They can have bones sticking out. They often have, like, heads with antlers and stuff like that. Yeah, a lot of times you see them depicted as, like, they're kind of like a human in their, um, like, their limbs, but they have an elk head with giant antlers, and they kind of, like, hunch over as if a human was, like, crawling on all fours. Yeah, they're pretty metal. They're really cool. <laughs> but they're very skinny. They're, like, so thin that you can see their bones, like, mm-hmm. through their skin. And that's, like, part of their whole idea is, like, they're, they're always skinny. That's, like, they're, one of they're the things that's always They're always skinny, the and they're, they're always hungry to eat more um, living flesh. Always human because it's uh, cannibalistic. Um, more than anything, it's... Um, used as signs of greed um, uh, for people who have like murdered for like any kind of ha- taboos. It's used for like gluttony and excess. It's used in a lot of things that are just depicting um somebody who has done something bad or had had these taboo thoughts that have t- either taken over them um, spiritually or bodily. So, yeah, they're seen as an embodiment of gluttony and greed and excess because they're never satisfied 
after eating and they're always searching and that's part of the only some cultures see them as like giant beings others see them as like humans um like human sized but um part of the story is that they grow in proportion to what they just ate so that they can mm-hmm. never be full because you just you now you're bigger like your stomach's bigger so it's never full so that's why they're they're always looking for more food. Yeah. Mainly human flesh. I think like only human flesh. I don't think well, I mean it could I could be incorrect, but uh, everything I read it only depicted them eating other humans. Mm-hmm. Never even like oh it has an elk head eats elk, it's always people. Mm-hmm. There's multiple ways you can turn into a Wendigo. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is by being so overpowered by like greed and gluttony that it turns you into one. I think that you just like have so much money that you're sitting there and you're like, yeah, I could eat a person. <laughs> like, what if I try to eat a person? How much to pay to like eat what, a person? What is it like five thousand? What is it like a thousand dollars? I mean, I got that, so I could just eat a person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a monster. Just like that. Just like you, one hundred percent like that. That's exactly how it happens. The moment that it, like, clicks that you are definitely serious about it, the ghost goes, all right, I'm going to get that guy. Another way to turn into a Wendigo is by being in contact with one for too long. Like, hanging out, like, being buds. Yeah. So, going like, to the arcade together. Check your friends. Make sure they aren't Wendigos before you guys start hanging out all the time. Hide your kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Um, and the last way is by eating human flesh. Mm-hmm. The most obvious way. Mm-hmm. And the so, most obvious depiction of it, too. It could be just, even if you aren't overwhelmed by, like, greed and gluttony and you're just doing it to, like, survive or something, mm-hmm. like, it's your only option, you could still turn into a Wendigo. That's where most of the, like, um, icy background of their, their creature comes from is they're always seen... Um, uh, as people who are like starving in the snow have these thoughts mm-hmm. and um one uh, way i heard it written um is like basically when you're so hungry that you start imagining like to see other people as food and like having this thoughts against it and it's literally like old cartoon style of like you're looking at your friend and he becomes a giant t-bone steak and you're like oh yeah i'm all been that steak Ew. and then you become a monster because of it the, the Wendigos are usually really fast, and they have, like, really high stamina. Um, but they, sometimes they aren't quite. Sometimes, sometimes they're, they're slower. Really slow, sometimes they're just, super weak and um, because of how gaunt they are. But that just seems like a completely different being to me. Like, now you're getting into the realm of, like, zombie. Like, they have rotting flesh, and you can see their bones, and they move really slowly, and they want to eat human flesh. Well, yeah, but, like, they're not, though. It's not like they're they're infecting everyone with it. That's still completely different. But they are. If you hang out with one for too long, you become... They're not infecting them by hanging out with them, though. They're, the other people are also being... Eaten. They're they're in this situation. It's not like they're they're like gnawing on you and slow you became a zombie. the ones that are slow or something else. I don't think so at all, because it's said that they aren't. Um... They also have the ability to mimic human voices. Like, perfectly. Yeah, so they use that to, like, lure people away from civilization and out into the woods where they can attack them and eat them. See, that's why I think that, like, the, them being weaker and stuff, it, I feel like their main plan of attack is, is using the voices to, to get people and lure them out. 
Well, zombies don't think. I'm just, I'm like biased by Until Dawn where they were really fast. I mean, what, zombies? No, the Wendigos. Oh, Until Dawn. You said Until Dawn and I was like, Shaun of the Dead. I don't know why. Um, well, yeah, but I mean, even that's not exact. In that depiction, they're like, they don't like the sunlight and they don't like, um, fire and stuff like that. Which isn't necessarily, um... Anything in the lore that I was reading. I think that was all story-based lore. But, I mean, uh, they could have done more research. There's Uh, not a whole bunch, a ton of information on them. It's all very... And it varies, like I said, from tribe to tribe. So one tribe Mm -hmm. can see them as really tall, and one tribe see them as normal. Sometimes they're just like people, guys. Mm -hmm. But they're also said to be so thin... That you can only see them if they're facing towards you. Oh, yeah. They're almost paper thin. Yeah, because they're so, like, they can never gain weight. They're uh-huh. always staying, you know, like, anorexic thin. Which is exactly how cartoons are made, kids. Mm-hmm. If you just don't eat, then you will become, like, cartoon-shaped. And then people will only be able to see you from one side. I don't suggest doing that. Well, I would I would suggest giving it a try and seeing how, how, how thin that your paper-like body can get. Mm. Um, if you do happen to turn into a, a piece Wendigo, of paper, oh, well, yeah. Um, there's a couple of options. First option, your Eat native people. no, just go for it. No, no. Your native healer is probably gonna try and um, work some magic on you. Don't that listen to him. We'll give that a try first. Oh. If that doesn't seem to work, and you're still trying to eat people, they're gonna kill you. That doesn't seem like a couple of options, Shelby. Well, that seems like one option and then dying. Well, yeah. That's not a couple of options. Well, I mean, would, I wouldn't want to live as a Wendigo, so. I don't know. I feel like living's pretty cool. As a Wendigo? As a, as a live. Yeah. 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 There's also been people who said that um, the Wendigo is like related to Bigfoot. Um, because they're seen in the same kinds of areas, and they're, like, tall. I always imagine Bigfoot out in, like, the sunlight with a lot of green shrubbery around him. I don't know. Um, I guess it could snow there, though. And some people said that, like, all of the Bigfoot sightings are, like, actually just Wendigo and not Bigfoot. Ah, gotcha. Like, Bigfoot never existed. Yeah, Wendigos exist everywhere. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, but, like, most people attribute the Wendigo as being more like a werewolf kind of creature than a, a Bigfoot. Like, it stands on all fours mm-hmm. and, like, runs on all fours. Um, doesn't really, like, stand up straight very often. Well, yeah, it always has this big arched back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, more some, monster-like than human-like. Yeah, not necessarily that it is on all fours, but it usually has its hands, like, dragging down super low at the very least. Mm-hmm. As opposed to using, like, its hands, like, hands, and just walking around with them. Um, there's a couple of stories of some famous, um, like, Wendigo when We call them wind, wind guidings? Wendigo wind, sightings? Wind happenings. Sightigos? Yeah. <laughs> ha- happen to go. Huh? <laughs> I'm gonna go. Wendigo. Okay. When do, what? When are we going? No. Oh. Yeah. Um, the first famous one it happened in 1878. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there was a Plains Cray Trapper from Alberta, and his name was Swift Runner. Um, him and his family were, like, living out in the snow, and his son, his eldest son, died of starvation. So then he was like... His, his eldest son eats heartily, died of starvation. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, this sucks, we're all gonna die. So he <laughs> butchered his wife and his five remaining kids, and then oh, ate wow. all of them. That's you think that he would... He just killed them all? All of them at once, yeah. And why, that doesn't seem like the way you survive the winter. That seems like well, the way you survive about four hours. The real problem is town was only 25 miles away. And that's why they attribute this to being like a Wendigo, um, you know, happening. Mm-hmm. He could have just gone into town and got more food, but he didn't. Yeah. He made, like, absolutely no effort to leave his house, you know, like, oh, well, I'm going to trek out to the woods to get food far. for everyone. And, like, back then, yeah, it's pretty far, but, like, it, people would just do it. He it's made like, absolutely like no whole, effort. That's, like, some days or something, yeah. you know, just getting on the Greyhound, driving on yeah. down there. So they say that, the, you know, the need for human flesh overcame him, and he... Was and he survived, like overcome by the Wendigo spirit. He he adapted and survived, sure. as many heroes do. You can look at it that way if you want to. Well, that's how I'm gonna look at it. All I'm saying is those kids had it coming. What were they doing? Living in the snow, like like little mongrels. Sure. The second story is Jack Fiddler and his brother Joseph. Um, and they traveled around Canada um, fighting Wendigos. They actually killed a lot of them. Um, I believe it was like 14. So they're like the van housing of Wendigos. Yeah, they're like supernatural. They're supernatural? No, the show's supernatural. Oh. They're like supernatural. That, that needs a little bit more explanation when you say it. Sorry. Uh, so he claimed that he killed at least 14 of the creatures in his lifetime. Um, some of them, they said, were creatures that had been sent by enemy shamans. And others were members of his own group of people who had been taken with the insatiable, incurable desire to eat human flesh. Mm. Um, he was also um, usually asked by family members to kill a very sick loved one before they turned Wendigo. That sounds cool. That's like a fun job. It's like, hey, oh man, my mom's dying. She Can looks you really sick. Kill her for me. Like she's oh, getting this, really like. Ugh. This sounds like really heavy. Could you could you kill her? She's she like your family. Peter Flett was killed after turning Wendigo when the food ran out on a trading expedition. I like the term turning Wendigo. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, in 1907, him and his brother Joseph, they were arrested by the Canadian authorities for murder because they they had killed a Cree Indian woman. Um, They pleaded guilty, but they defended themselves by saying that the woman was possessed by the spirit of a Wendigo. 
And yeah, everyone's she, like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, and they said that she was on the verge of transforming one into like into one completely at any moment. So I feel in, like that's any any woman at any time. Well, thanks. You're welcome. So according to their defense, she'd been killed before she could murder anyone. So really, they had saved lives. That's true. That's absolutely true. When you think about the way they say it, when you think about logistically, is they're saving people's lives by killing women early. <laughs> Okay. The earlier you kill a woman, the more lives you've saved. Um, so his brother, or Jack, the main one, committed suicide, and then Joseph was tried and sentenced to life in prison. But then they granted him a pardon, but he died three days later in jail before he got the news of his pardon. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I got off scot free. I know. Could have died a free man. He kind of did, I guess. I mean, no, no, he was—he still died in the jail part, though. Well, yeah, but he was already on his way to freedom. No, and he was on his way to, like, staying in jail until someone let him out. Mm-hmm. He wasn't going anywhere. People were getting him out of there. Well, there's no need to worry, though, because... Everyone the... lives in the sun, and they don't like where it's sunny. Well, besides that, <laughs> um, there's a way to get to keep the wind to go away. Garlic. No. Dancing. 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 Yes. So there's a satirical dance (laughs) that the tribes used to perform. And everybody knows a Wendigo hates satire. (laughs) He just doesn't get it. Oh, what is it? What what kind of humor (laughs) is this? What is this improv? I'm out of here. He laughs at the wrong times because he like doesn't understand it. I don't think that would stop him from enjoying it. It sounds like he enjoys it too much. I no, think, he laughs on purpose, like at the wrong times, because he doesn't know when he's supposed to laugh. I feel like these aren't reasons why. Then you everybody wouldn't. looks at him like, "Ugh, what's wrong with him?" And then that's how they know you're a Wendigo. Well, I thought this was to keep him away. I feel oh. like I feel like he would just go like, "Ugh, improvisational dance." No, thank you. Well, okay, so this dance is called the Wendigo Kazanu Mwas. Yeah, that's cool. Mwen, sorry, not Mwas. Mwas. Um. So they do this, like, during times of famine to show people, like, whoa, we're being real serious about this not eating people thing. Okay, guys. So they would all wear masks, and they would dance backwards around a drum. Satire at its finest. What makes it satire? They didn't really say. (laughs) Do they understand what satire is? Do they think that a satire is doing something in reverse? No one talks about what the satirical dance actually is. That's Maybe be they, something. like, eat people in the dance. Well, they throw up people, and then they put a person together with their... <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I was... I don't know. That would not... That also wouldn't really be satire, would it? No. Mm. That would just be dumb. Do you have any more exciting bits on the Wendigos? Um, not too much. There's not a whole lot on Wendigos. I do have a little bit on Wendigo psychosis. Oh, yeah, tell me. Um, there's, uh, again, it's pretty small. It's about what, what I explained before. Like, just imagine, um, I, I don't know, uh, an episode of, like, Tom and Jerry where they're stuck on a ship and then halfway through, uh, like, they start out and they're friends for some reason this episode, which they do all the time, and then halfway through the episode... Uh, Tom's like, oh wow, Jerry really looks like a small steak. I should eat him. And then he beats him up. 
that's about what it is. Um, it's normally about like people who are stuck in the snow or stuck someplace where food is, you know, like they're about to run out of food or they're they they've already been starving for a little while and uh-huh. not having much to eat. So Think they start the having a party. Exactly. Well, this whole thing you could be like Donna Donner party died to Wendigo's whole time. That's what's yeah. got him. Um, they get they're so hungry and they start craving human flesh, but at the same time they're so afraid of becoming a cannibal. That they're they're worried that they're going to be taken over by a Wendigo, so they start to think that they're being taken over by a Wendigo, and they become even more rational and afraid of eating people. Mm-hmm. To like I said before, to the point where they're viewing people as as meat instead of like people. Um, and like, there's not much aside from that. It's just that they imagine themselves as a Wendigo themselves. There's a there's like something to it that they either know that there's a spirit taking over them or that they believe there's a spirit taking over them and turning them into a wendigo and they're so afraid of eating people that they're constantly thinking about eating people yeah because i mean wendigos they were like basically created by the tribes to like Santa. Is I was used. gonna say. I was gonna exactly say. They're like Santa. They're like. Imagine if you yeah. were good all year, you got something good. Except you don't get something good. You just don't get something horrible. You don't eat your brother or mother. Yeah. And so it was just this way of like, yes, we are going to go through horrible famines during the winter. It and we will happens, die. and a That's lot of cool. us will die. But we'll do better if we don't eat each other. And cause mass panic. Which is, so by the way, the completely wrong if you're starving. I'm sorry, but you need to start the eating. Fat and then That's, eat what do you what do you do? What? No. What? No. Kill the people who die. Eat the people who die. What if they have a disease or something? They died because they froze to death or were starving. So lock out the fat people. Make them freeze to death. Eat them. Where you're just trying to kill people. You're trying to just I'm make. I'm thinking in like like we if we kill one larger person, no, we no, don't no. have to kill. We all tiny just stay people. alive as long as we can. If you're a lucky one, you get to eat little Timmy next week. Ugh, I don't know, little Timmy sounds tiny. Well, yeah, he's gone. He hasn't been eating anything. He was big Timmy a month ago. Mm. I'm just thinking we have to think proactively before everyone gets skinny. I don't think that that is exactly how it works. And the fat people are full of fat. Do you want to eat all kinds of fat? No. Yeah, so you gotta think about deliciousness. I guess. Little Timmy's nice and lean. And would you want muscly people or would you want, like, lean people? I don't think I would want people. I don't think people <laughs> seem like they taste very good, personally. Everything about the human body doesn't, like, see... I don't see a place where there's, like, the right amount of... Actual meat? Uh, yeah, that isn't muscle or fat. I feel like the human body is either just all fat or all muscle. Yeah. Where's the meat? Um, the Inside? butt, mainly. What, what did Issei say? The thighs were the best? Uh, I don't remember. Hmm. He, 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 came with, he came up with the perfect way to cook it. That's all I know. Can we have like a, um, like instead of a what would Jesus do? Like a what would, what Issei, would Issei do? do? He would kill the woman and eat her. <laughs> Like a having, though. <laughs> having a tough decision. Not sure if you want to take this test, or study for this test, or go to that party. Go to that party. Kill a woman. Eat her. Yeah, that's what he said would do. That's what he said would do. And it's a like smiling <laughs> picture of this gaunt, disgusting Chinese man eating sushi. It's Japanese. I'm sorry. I, I apologize, China. Yeah, don't attribute that man to China. Poor China. I don't think. I don't, 
Never mind. What? Oh, it was fine. Um, but like part of that whole idea of like, oh, they created the Wendigo so that people wouldn't eat other people, like that's kind of like one of the big concepts of the Wendigo. It's like um it's like a whole device to just create like harmony in the tribe and to like keep people on the same path and not like diverting. So like really like any tribe could use the Wendigo for anything. Like if somebody's starting to like steal corn. Yeah, they're like oh, you know who steals corn? Wendigos. Wendigos steal Three corn. People. You start stealing so much corn that you start hoarding the corn away, and you're so afraid of people eating your corn, you eat the people before they get to the corn. Mm -hmm. And then you just get to make all this delicious corn for yourself. That doesn't make any sense. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what nerd came up with that idea, but that doesn't work for Wendigos. Well, that was you. Well, I don't know. You said anyone could use it. Well, like there's a um, Chippewa author. Chippewa um, author. Chippewa author. Chippewa author. Louis Erdrich in his novel The Round Lars Ulrich. <laughs> yeah. Of Metallica. <laughs> he's just he's just writing like Native American folklore. What's the the book's called The Roundhouse? Isn't that like a oh the Roundhouse? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's relative to Metallica. Um, the winner of a National Book Award. Okay. One, so it's gotta be. one from somewhere. <laughs> some nation. Um, so his story, or her, Louise, um, depicts Louis a sees. situation where an individual um, becomes a Wendigo. And then the novel describes the antagonist as a rapist whose violent crimes desecrate a sacred site. Um and they're a Wendigo, and they had to be killed because they threatened their their reservations, like, safety. So, like, they brought the idea of the Wendigo into, like, modern times of, like, the Wendigo is, like, a rapist and a murderer, and, like, maybe we shouldn't keep them here. And that stuff's bad. If you do that, you're a Wendigo. <laughs> it doesn't sound as, as uh, good as uh, the National Award uh, sounded when you sure. described it. Describing it well. <laughs> You're probably describing it as exactly as it was. But don't be willing to go, you're a murderer and killer and eater. Murder reader. There are like serious like <laughs> The professor from blah 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 describes the idea of the Wendigo as like people do like giant studies on the effects that the Wendigo idea has had on like Native American cultures. Well, it makes sense. It's like a like a boogeyman that anyone could become. Um, there's also like tons of um Wendigo in pop culture. Like, um, there is a. You just lost it. <laughs> right on the tip of your tongue. Um, there's a Marvel comic series that's a Wendigo. There's a hero that's a Wendigo. He's the Wendigo. Well. Yeah, cool. he's a result of a curse that afflicts those who commit acts of cannibalism in parts of Canada. And he became a hero because he of first that? appeared in The Incredible Hulk, um, fighting the Hulk as well as Wolverine. I guess he's the bad guy. Oh, that sounds like a villain to me, Shelby. Sorry. Do you know who the good guys are? <laughs> it's like Wolverine's kind of on like the edge. Venom. And he's about to break though. <laughs> what? What? Uh. 
<laughs> Green Goblin's a good guy, right? Well, he's also on the edge. Oh. One step closer. <laughs> he's on the edge of a little flyy thing. Well, he's on the edge of his son and his best friend. Oh. He's on the edge of, like, an actual breaking point. Yeah, uh, this, uh, we're now announcing our, uh, our Marvel uh, Puzzle Quest podcast where we just uh, explain the lore of all the new characters coming out. And I don't know any of it. Yes. Um, I tell you how tall Spider-Man is. That's all of me. And um, he's 5'7", I believe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Could be. I think he's just slightly taller. It's his prescription. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably in my book. <laughs> um, what else has Wendigos? They're... Uh, oh, in the TV series Hannibal... The FBI profiler that's, like, following Hannibal, he has a lot of dreams that feature a Wendigo, so that, like, serves as, like, um, symbolism for Hannibal's cannibalistic natures. Um, there's the game we talked about, Until Dawn, stars yeah. Wendigos. As, it's like, all about uh, Wendigos. Spoiler, that, cause that's kind of a big spoiler. It's fine. It's, it's been out for years. I mean, yeah, that would be like spoiling, like I don't know, Nightmare on Elm Street at this point, almost. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Well, he's a he's a dream oh, monster. Oh. Um, they also are just guys now. In you know, like like um, Dungeons and Dragons or like Warcraft, oh, yeah, they're Fallout. All... They're just like, you know, they're just like a basic enemy and everything. Yeah, that makes sense. They don't do. They're not that. Uh, it, I feel like they're just becoming very popular, so it's kind of hard to find a ton of stuff on them. There's also an author, Algernon Blackwood. Algernon. Uh, Al Algernon or Algernon. I would think Algernon. I've heard Algernon a I lot. Guess, yeah. Um, they wrote a story in 1910, and it's a short story called The Wendigo, and that's like one of the most famous, um, like stories about the Wendigos. Um, and it influenced, like, tons of portrayals of them in mainstream, like, horror. Um, there was, like, older, um, stories of them from, like, 1933 and 1941, The Thing That Walked in the Wind in Ithaca, and those, in turn, inspired Stephen King's character in the novel Pet Cemetery. Ooh. So they're kind of just, like, hidden everywhere, even if they're not, like, actually Wendigos. It's like, well, that is obviously heavily influenced by a Wendigo. Oh, yeah, most of the time. You can you can always see that. I mean, no matter how you look at it, a uh, flesh-eating creature that, you know, uh, is a curse is pretty derivative of a lot of older stuff. Like I said, freaking zombies. Except like, that was, like, a virus. Yeah, but, like, half... Well, not always... Just about always. But, like, the fact that you can spend time with a Wendigo and turn into a Wendigo is basically a virus. I don't know where you think people are spending time with Wendigos. That's what it said. It said if you spend too much time around a Wendigo, you can become a Wendigo. Yeah, but I think if you're spending time around a Wendigo, he's eating you. What if he's not? What if he's, like, he warming is. in for now? He's like, they don't know yet? I'll play it cool. <laughs> I don't think so. What? I don't know if that's what's going on. I don't know how, how known they are for being smart, especially when they're paper thin. 
giant monsters with antlers coming out of their heads. In there. I like to imagine that they're paper thin, but then like a big head still with their antlers on it. So it looks like a balloon from yeah. the side. Yeah, and they're like, what the heck is that? And they're, they're always like, well, I've got to go as they walk perfectly backwards so they never are like sideways to you. <laughs> They're always like a straight angle and they're just like walking around the room staring at you. <laughs> that would be kind of terrifying. It would be absolutely terrifying. <laughs> a monster that's always facing you yeah. or never facing you. I wonder but what it looks like if they like, if they're standing sideways and then they like twist their sides. I think the paper thin like idea doesn't make any sense <laughs> at all. And especially because they're like always depicted with like bones and stuff. Yeah, and like you and, can like, see their bones, skin. how could they really be that thin? Yeah, they'd be like, I, I, I would understand that like the super thin, like a, like a, um, like just a sack with like the bones sticking out of them. But yeah, maybe like so thin they can hide behind a tree. Yeah, most likely. But not paper thin. Well, that's all I have on Wendigos. Yeah. Tried to find as much as I could, but all the stories are the same. Mm-hmm. I had that problem, too. So, do you want to tell me about a yokai? Um, okay. I chose the uh, most Christmassy I could find of one. Uh, the answer is none of them are Christmas even kind of because I really really asked for a Christmas one and that is not a nation that especially at the time uh, even knew much about Christianity or anything uh, I guess it would be pagan uh, religion uh, they don't they ain't got nothing to do with that whatsoever and they're mostly um I mean most of them come from like old wives tales and stuff. Um, but this guy, I suggest uh, you look up a picture because he's kind of adorable. Uh-huh. As usual. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, since it's not a item, um, those ones I think are Tsukumagomi or something like that. Um, these are Bakemono or monster types, which are can also fall into the category of, like, animal type things. Um, and it's called a Kotobuki. Um, and its name can translations uh, into cra- congratulations. <laughs> Um, Kotobuki or Kodabuki? Um, I believe it's Kotobuki. Oh. Um, but yeah, its name translates something along the lines of congratulations or long life. Um, it is generally a um, sign of good luck. It is not a, like a demon that's scary, but it is like a chimera, so it's a mixture of many, many animals. In this case, it is all 12 animals of the zodiac. It's like a llama. Yeah, you can see a llama. Um, so, uh, I basically wrote a description to get all the parts. Uh, so, uh, head over to uh, yokai.com um, if you want to uh, see the picture and the, the description that I use. Because um, <laughs> Joey's really enjoying him over there. If you want to get an idea of what he is. He has the head of a rat. He has the ears of a hare or a rabbit. The horns of an ox. Um, it's at a rooster's comb, so the rooster's like big red thing on its head. The beard of a sheep. Um, the. Jeez, I need to fix my writing. <laughs> what is that word? Um, we'll squip that one. Uh, neck well, of wait, a... where were you? The mane of a horse? Mane of a horse. Why did I put an L in there? I put an L in there. In which word? Mane. Mane. <laughs> it's, it's like... The lame it, of it a horse. It looks like mule of a horse, so I was very confused. 
Um, would you do want to read some of it? The neck of a dragon. Mm-hmm. The back of a boar. I like that way that one like alliterates. <laughs> the shoulders and belly of a tiger. And the front legs of a monkey. The rear legs of a dog. And the tail of a snake. He's like very colorful in the picture on there. I love the picture they use. I basically chose him because since he's like all these animals at once, you can kind of see like the Zodiac kind of New Year thing or mm-hmm. something like that. And he's just adorable. I thought you'd like him. He's very cute. Um, so he was first seen in the Edo period, um, where woodblock prints were made of him. They were very popular gifts said to come from India. And basically it was just like, um, well, he understands human speech, and he's a good luck charm. You, it wards off sickness and disease. Uh, <laughs> that's all they. That's all they really knew. Hmm. Uh, customers would immediately re- like recognize all the zodiacs in the design of it. They would um, realize by its name how it was based off of, like a, a it was a powerful name um, based on the term that he was a very powerful god. But there wasn't like a story to go along with him. He's um, very cute. He's really cool. There's also a lot of restaurants named after him. That right. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, they, they might. They're probably named after him. I like how habitat unknown, yeah. diet unknown. Well, I mean, he's like a carnivorous vegetarian who lives in the water, land, snow. I imagine he's vegetarian because of the rat. Rats is are omnivores. Well, yeah, but I don't want them to eat me. Yeah, but they do though. They eat anything. Uh-huh. Also, he only comes out at night if he's mostly the rat. He's a sneaky little guy, but he's also huge. That's why his face is so cute, though. That's why he's got a little rat face. <laughs> and I like his little rooster thing. His mm-hmm. little rooster mohawk. Yeah. Um, I was also considering... I was between a, a rat type or a fox type, because there's a couple of cute fox types as well. Like a snow fox. Uh-huh. For the winter. Uh, special guest Shelby is going to uh, talk about a, a special fox yokai. Dad. Yeah. Vincent said he couldn't find a yokai that was Christmassy, but I just found one that has lights on a tree. So Ooh, yeah, it has lights on a tree. Yeah, and it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Like so. So this one is called the Kitsunebi. 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 Um. Kitsunebi. There you go. Kitsunebi. <laughs> it translates to foxfire. And um, they originate from Kitsune and only appear when they are nearby. And I think Kitsune are fox spirits. Mm-hmm. Kitsune are fox spirits that often like to trick humans and will um, like dress up in their clothes and walk around with them. So Kitsunebi or Foxfire is named for the magical Kitsune that created. Um, they come in like large clumps of floating orbs um, and they're usually a few centimeters wide. Um, and less than they float like less than a meter above the ground. Um, they're really bright like lanterns, and most of the times they're red or orange, but sometimes they're like a blue green color. So Christmas, red Christmas. and blue green. Um, they only appear at night, and they often come in like long chains of them that are like hundreds or thousands of meters long. Jeez. Like, as if they're lanterns that are all, like, strung together and being carried by, like, invisible bears. Invisible bears? <laughs> Foxes. Oh, no. <laughs> 
Often, um, they think that the kitsune, the fox spirits, are responsible for them, and they're standing right next to the flames, but they're invisible. Mm-hmm. So there's the ghost is actually a fox. Um, Secret well, fox. Maybe. Ghost orbs. Yeah. Unless you see a real ghost. Um, so the kitsune, kitsune forms are... are blah, blah. So, <laughs> the Kitsunebi orbs are formed by the foxes, which breathe the, like, fireball from their mouths, and then they use it to light their way at night. Um, it's most often a sign that there's, like, a lot of Kitsunebi around because, or Kitsune around because they all, like, breathe their own mm-hmm. and they're carrying it around with them. So, a lot of times they're seen at yokai events, like a parade. Like yokai con? Well, what? No. Oh, they're icon. It's like a cool yokai event. I guess Everyone they would dressing be. up. Well, like mainly they're seen at like the night parades of hundred demons, which sounds horrible to me. Um, yokai wedding ceremonies sounds awesome, <laughs> and other processions or meetings. So, two things to imagine here. One, yokai's just, like, sitting at a meeting, like, in business suits. I don't think that that's one of the things you'd imagine. Well, yeah, they said meetings. <laughs> business suits. Why wouldn't think, they be? I think that they're just there together. They're probably in kimonos, actually. They're often seen with kimonos. It's, it's Japan. Well, other thing to imagine, yokai weddings. Third thing, yokai con, a bunch of nerdy yokai is getting together, talking about the latest anime. <laughs> like, imagine did you see how you were depicted in that anime? So lame. It's like, they don't even know you. Yeah, like, they think that your feet are sandals. You are the sandals. <laughs> um, so the kids in Evie are not directly dangerous to humans, but the foxes can be, because the foxes like to trick humans um, at nighttime. And foxes are just always mischievous yeah. in, in every culture. They're very mischievous little guys that like to have fun, but they also have this face like they're like an old man who's about to trick you out of all your money, like Robin Hood or something. Yeah. They like to lure curious humans um, into dark places towards groups of hungry yokai. Just for fun, because they don't seem to get anything yeah, out of it. Yeah, they obviously, like, I don't think they're eating the humans. They're just bringing them to other they're yokai. They're watching and laughing. To. They have a YouTube channel. <laughs> um, so following the Katsunebi, the light usually leads a person to some place that they shouldn't be or that will get them eaten. Um... Also, because they're similar to other dangerous Hinotama, um, they're just generally not considered to be a good sign. Mm-hmm. So Christmas lights bad. Fox fear is always generally mischievous. Yeah. Uh, expect something to, like, I don't know, you're going to be following him and you're going to, like, trip on a banana peel at the, at the very least, and at the worst, you're going to die. So that's always something to keep in mind. Yeah, and if you look up Kitsunebi, there's... Adorable. Um, yeah, tons of cute foxes. They're chilling under trees with lights. That's pretty cute. Is it Christmas? It's Christmas, I for sure. Very Christmas. I will show you this one picture. Check it out. It's Christmas. I don't know. I just think that they're partying. That's very Christmas. It's like Christmas it's colors. That's not even a Christmas lights tree. Lights on a tree. It's a sacred tree that has nothing to do with Christmas. Mm-mm. You think you're wrong. You know I'm right. Well, um, I think that's all we have today. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a short one. 
But we want to say happy holidays to everyone. Merry holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll be back, uh, what, right before the new year? After. In, a, in two weeks. Yeah, after the new year. <laughs> yeah. So happy new year right now. Oh, we're going to have to, like, record on my birthday. Yeah, your favorite. Oh, no. So you guys can follow us at the usual places on Instagram at Horrors and Hexes Podcast, on Twitter at Horrors and Hexes. You can listen to this on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify at Horrors and Hexes Podcast. Listen to it on all of them, please. Uh, yeah. Leave a comment on all, on all of them. Review on don't all even, of them. Don't even listen to it. Just download it on all of them. Does it know? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> Do Download it on all of them. Listen to it on all of them. And then comment on all of them. Yeah. Um, and then rate and then make a second account and do it again and if everyone if everyone does that then at that point we're already thinking about how many people are listening to us but then we've doubled our listeners wow (laughs) wait yeah I'm not sure if that's how it works um you can also find us on Facebook and you can email us suggestions and comments and whatever you want to at horrorsandhexes at gmail.com mhm so let us know. Maybe we'll find a, a New Year's. Uh, uh, this time, uh, sends us pictures of cute foxes. Yeah. Should <laughs> <laughs> have to think about how adorable that would be, I guess, for a while. <laughs> she didn't say no. <laughs> she definitely thought about it longer than I expected her to. Well, that's it. Good boy. Good boy. Good boy. Goodbye. <laughs> 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 <laughs>